Welcome to the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win. Hard-hitting, controversial, and no safe spaces. The Hammer Time 1987 podcast delivers the most intense commentary on news, sports, pro wrestling, and pop culture. Ready to start winning? Here's your host, Adam Hammer. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win, and I am joined after a long absence once again by conservative theologian Garrick Wright. Garrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I uh, can't wait to uh, discuss the correct and incorrect ways of worshiping God. <laughs> Well, then we've got a real treat for all of you because today we're talking about the Episcopalians. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> this is a um, well, it's a Protestant denomination. I'll give you a very quick background. We'll get into this. They form after the American Revolution. They break off from the Church of England. They refer to themselves as Protestant yet Catholic, which I'm not totally sure what that means. Uh, but here is sort of the the basis, at least what they claim, of what they believe. They said that Jesus was died and was resurrected from the dead, that Jesus is the way to provide for eternal life. The Old and New Testament are written by people uh, that are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Baptism and the Eucharist are two of the most important sacraments. Heaven and hell exist, and the Jesus will eventually return to glory, and you should love God and your neighbor. So kind of uh, sounds pretty solid to me, Garrick, uh, but you've had your personal experiences, right, in that uh, church, so what did you find that kind of turned you away from, from that denomination? Uh, well, it, yeah, it does all sound fine, um, and I think theologically um, it was fine. Uh, one of the uh, things that uh, about their founding was that the king wanted to have uh, wanted to have a divorce, which was uh, of course not allowed in the Catholic Church. So he, the Church of England, he essentially started up, broke off from Catholicism in that sense, so that right. he could get a divorce. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, so in that sense, and it, if you walk into an Episcopal church, it has a very Catholic feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the um, Lord's Supper every uh, Sunday. Right. Um, and all in all, I wouldn't have much of a problem with it, except that it has been hijacked by the left. <laughs> uh, quite, quite obviously, it's at least in recent years, and um, they essentially uh, they allow for gay marriage. They, um, you know, the the flagship church uh, downtown in downtown Buffalo has uh, the uh, flag of the Episcopal the Episcopal flag, and then right below it is the rainbow flag. Um, and so that's what they're trying to to do is destroy the gospel. 
Okay, yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> they're destroying the gospel. Okay. So uh, we'll focus on two points here, which is what you just mentioned, LGBTQ and um, the role of women in the church. But let's start with LGBTQ. The uh, Episcopalians would argue that uh, people who are gay are also children of God and they deserve our acceptance, so they should be welcome into the church. And um, I haven't asked them directly, but I'm assuming the things about homosexuality that in the Bible that seem to be against it, they, they pretty much ignore it. I think that's right to, to say that. And yeah. Um, but how about this? Uh, the gay gay people are children of God and they deserve our acceptance. Well, sure. I mean, everybody is uh, is a child of God. But... Um, well, not Cuomo. But, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But other people, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But the fact is, is that um, God is very clear in his word about homosexuality. Um, it is, you know, he calls it an abomination uh, to him. He's, he, uh, is, he doesn't mince words with it. Um now, before you go any further, uh, people will ask, well, does, does Jesus explicitly say that uh, gay marriage or homosexuality is bad, or is that something that's only in the Old Testament? I, I don't... Jesus doesn't... Jesus doesn't mention that he has a reference to Sodom and Gomorrah, but not... Yeah, not explicitly uh but the apostle paul has a couple of things romans 1 25 26 uh first corinthians uh 6 9 through 11 um lists all kinds of sexual immorality as those people will not enter into the kingdom of heaven um that's not to say that people are irredeemable. That's the whole point of the Gospels, that people are, are right, redeemable. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, of course, you, uh, you want to welcome everybody. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody ought to be welcomed, but it ought not be promoted. Um, and that... That flag is clearly a symbol of gay pride, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so these are. That's saying that not only are you welcome, but we're okay with your way of life. Mm -hmm, right, right. Um, and if you're performing homosexual or same-sex marriage in uh, a church, you are promoting sin. And that's a big problem. <laughs> that's false teaching. Right. Uh, the uh, the Episcopalians, I believe it was 2003, uh, they, I guess you would use the word ordained, uh, their first bishop who was openly gay, gay, his name is Gene Robinson. And I guess during the ceremony, he actually had to wear a bulletproof vest because there was so uh, so much controversy around it. But as soon as that happened, a whole bunch of different churches here in the U.S. Um, basically broke off 
from sort of the U.S. organization because they disagreed with that. So there might be some Episcopalian or Anglican churches that are more conservative and some that are more more liberal. But when you when you were there, did you did they promote homosexuality? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's it's pretty funny. I had uh, we were in a church that in Riverside that um, didn't have a big congregation. I, you know, I don't think. I tell you, we were by far the youngest people there. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, it, it was heaven's waiting room in there, and uh, <laughs> and there was this one guy. He was hooked up to an oxygen tank. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's somebody that I. I don't know. You you wouldn't expect to get be lectured from because he seems like he can barely get himself together in the morning. Right. But the priest, reverend, whatever you want to call him, had him stand up in front of the congregation and um, give a uh, to express his opinion on something. Turns out that this man is a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, which guy can barely breathe. I, I don't, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let alone be concerned about sexual preferences. I mean, he's like, <laughs> guy is, it must have been in his eighties and, uh, <laughs> but anywho, uh, he, he gets up there and it was really funny because I, this was, uh, when New York was, uh, talking about legalizing, uh, gay marriage uh-huh. and um, he said it was hilarious the way he put this he said uh, no matter how you feel about this uh, about homosexual marriage um, we please support this which is like well <laughs> okay <laughs> If I don't agree with it, I wouldn't support it. But right, um, right, and he started crying because he was comparing what he had to go through in his life as a gay man to slavery. Right, and um, which, if I were, if I were African American, I'd probably be uh, pretty pissed off about that analogy. Though some politicians will draw that yeah. comparison. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. Uh, politicians on the left, certain activists, they'll immediately make, you know, the apple, or they claim an apple and apple comparison to say that the struggle for gay rights and gay marriage is equivalent to slavery, which I don't think it is, but... No. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so there's that. Um, there's also this, uh, the church... I'm not sure how how they really deal with this. They oppose abortion. However, they do not support any laws that would that or or any proposals that would change the law that would make abortion illegal. And they don't believe that a woman should be prevented from having an abortion. <laughs> so I guess they're saying we don't think you should do it, but at the same time we won't stop or promote or try to get the government to change its policy in any way. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's a convenient way of saying we don't really care about murder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, we're, we're talking about a, a genocide in this, what we call a great country, and uh, of the most innocent of all of us. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I guess if you're not going to take much of a strong stance against it, then you are essentially for it, for the status quo. So, I, I don't know. Again, it's a bit of a dichotomy. Right. And one of the other uh, topics of controversy is, I don't know if they were the first denomination, but they have ordained female priests and female bishops Obviously, in the Catholic tradition, only males take those positions. Um, the reason, at least, the what are the Catholic ex- explanations for only having males is that uh, when Jesus was choosing his apostles, uh, you know, he only chose men. He didn't choose women, and um, you know, Jesus took the male form, so that's why it's that way. Uh, are you okay with with females sort of in the congregation being ordained and those type of things or so we uh we had a woman uh we had our church basically went bust uh shortly after we joined because there was like nobody there this was the episcopalian church yeah Yeah. um that was the one uh by our house and then <clears throat> that's when it merged with the one in Riverside. Uh, we so before when in that first church, we actually would have this lady uh, do you know come in because we didn't really have a standard priest, so we would have to have them. We'd have to have substitutes, I guess. And so there was a woman that would substitute and. I didn't really care for her preaching style. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of things you didn't care for in that church, Gary. <laughs> yeah. She was a very flippant kind of person. Uh-huh. Um, had a, a, quite a bit of attitude. And uh, I think that that could be explained by the fact that she had... Um, oh, this is one of... Uh, oh, I think it was like a Media Matters st- sticker on her car oh. <laughs> and uh, so like all right well you're listening to george soros stuff so okay right. you're clearly not a person of god uh, <laughs> and but you know here here's uh, there are things in the bible um you know certainly in old testament times th- those were uh all the priests were men uh they were to be men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, in his letters, talked about men. Men are the head of women. Christ is the head of of the church. Um, so it, it, it's uh, th- there. There is yeah. There, there is a kind of a no no about women in the being ordained uh typically i am against that although i will say my uh china trips those a lot of those 
churches, those home churches, are pastored by women. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it, I guess I kind of want to, you know, does God use... God, God will use who he's going to use. I, I don't... And as long as it is a love for Christ and a love uh, for the Word of God and teaching that and preaching that, I really can't argue with the vehicle that he uses. Um, I'd rather have I'd rather have a woman tell me, preach to me godly sermons than a man <laughs> preach to me nonsense. <laughs> so it's hard to disagree with that. You know the uh, the churches that have ordained women, they argue that the reason that Jesus chose men was he was operating in the cultural constraints of the of you know his time. You know that uh, obviously back then, uh, two thousand years ago, women were in a different place in their culture, and he couldn't realistically appoint. Yeah, they didn't have feminists back then. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't really you know, appoint a woman and be taken seriously. Some people say, well, that's ridiculous. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But, um, yeah, I, I tend to think that um, it's the quality of the preaching and of the theology that's more important than the, the reproductive parts. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jesus had a, a place for for people i i do think that i i do think that god pro does mean for men to be the priest um but uh jesus was actually a, a pretty big defender of women he was he was the first he women were the first people that saw him after his resurrection mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's one of the arguments for, as proof of his resurrection, is, you know, if you're going to make something like this up, why would you say that, why would you have him appear first to women? Right. Uh, that, if you're going to, there are a lot of aspects about the gospel that, if you were going to make it up, you wouldn't make it up certain things. That's right. one of them. <laughs> right, right. So it's actually used as evidence that it's true. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So that is the Episcopalians. They have somewhere between 1.5 to 3 million members in the U.S., although their attendance, as you mentioned, has been on the decline. And uh, would it be safe to say probably the biggest issue with this particular denomination is that they've embraced liberal progressive left-wing politics uh yeah uh matt walsh from the daily wire he had a an article a while back that talked about progressive churches and how uh, they're not very well attended and basically the reason is why would you have to go to a church every sunday to get the same uh, <laughs> stuff as the rest of the world is going to tell you right, right right i mean it's a pretty good point to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you get it every day, why do you need to go on Sunday? So. Yeah, I can just turn on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we wrap this one up, um, uh, I did a uh, podcast on our impeachment fiasco for our listeners. However, we haven't gotten your take on it yet. 
Um, uh, so I guess question number one, did Donald Trump likely to be impeached from the House? Is that, you'd say that's likely at this point? Um, I actually don't know. I, I guess so, because they can't, yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to end up well for Democrats if they, yep. you know, don't huh. follow through with it. Right. Right. So. Yeah, and, uh, it's just, uh, I just, you know, it, it just, I mean, I read this transcript that was released. We don't have, you know, the resources here to go through every single line. But, I mean, I tried to be as open-minded as possible. And he didn't he didn't say I'm withholding, uh, you know, aid unless you give me dirt on Joe Biden. I mean, he just didn't say that. And I, I just, I don't know, I, I don't really get the whole freak out from it. I'm like, I guess we're just reading two different documents. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Well, I didn't bother reading it um, because this is what they wanted to do from the moment they realized that they had lost the election is to um, try to impeach him, try to discredit his presidency. And so, I mean, that whole thing with Russia, I knew that was nonsense long before everyone else did. Uh, And... Because it was based on a dossier that talked about him paying prostitutes to urinate on a bed. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not buying that one. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, and then this, you know, so that we get the Mueller report. There's absolutely nothing there. Uh, they They try to kind of make it sound like there's something there, even though they know it's not. But then... You know, they had to come up with something new, and, uh... Yeah. I mean, wh- I don't know, what What do you... Tr- when Obama said, uh, after the election, oh, more flexibility, I mean, wh- I don't know, what's that? This is this is how people... I, what goes on in these foreign yeah. talks? I mean, tit for tat? Yeah. That's what it's all about anyway. What yeah. What are we expecting? Yeah, my feeling is, even if you don't like Donald Trump, if you're going to peach him over that phone call, like then the U.S. president could never talk to a foreign leader ever again. I mean, it's just so silly to me. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and Hunter yeah. Biden has been, uh, well, I haven't heard from him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he was, he's sitting on a board somewhere in some foreign country because of his brilliant expertise, and yet he paid a lot of money to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he's anything like his father, we know that he's not brilliant. So. <laughs> yeah, swampy as hell, as one person said. Yeah. So, uh, one final thing that's been going on, at least in the, the news media, and the Twitter world, the intelligentsia is very upset that Donald Trump withdrew uh, U.S. troops from Syria, which I didn't know we had that many in Syria. I knew there were some. Of course, there's troops all over the world we probably don't know about. But anyway, Turkey has now invaded Syria, and people are dying, and uh, a lot of uh, establishment people not happy. Yeah, um, I um, and I texted you this. I you know I'm I'm all for getting out of pulling our troops from countries, uh, but um, definitely this one went south a lot faster than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I, 
I don't know. This is uh, maybe giving a little credibility to the neocons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there was maybe a safer place that we could have just pulled out of. And, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, then again, ultimately, is is this our problem? Right. Um, I mean, that's what it comes down to, like, Lindsey Graham, what, he wants to be in Syria for 100 years, and, and we're going to be the peacemaker in the Middle East, and it's just... Yeah. Uh, I was like uh, John McCain said during uh, uh, his campaign, he's like, right. uh, well, we might be in Afghanistan for 100 years, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't really take that literally, but it's like, well, actually, these people probably do mean right. that literally. <laughs> yeah, I think and, they do. Yeah, we can't do that. Right. It makes no sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I I certainly hope it doesn't go to hell, but uh, it will make him look weak if, it, in fact, he can't um, follow through with his threat of destroying Turkey's economy. Right. <laughs> Which I'm not sure that's a good thing either, but whatever. Yeah. I'd love to know how the name Turkey came about. I mean, were there, like, turkeys there that... You know, like a lot of turkeys, the animal, and that's why they were named turkey. Doesn't seem like a place that turkeys would thrive. No, I don't think so. Well, the Middle East, there's not too much things are thriving there. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Except for weapons production. <laughs> weapons and bomb production, so. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's going to... Uh, wrap up this show uh, we usually end with a quote I forgot to think of a quote you don't happen to have any quote off the top of your head do you that you could inspire our audience with oh um uh let's see here Philippians 4.4 4, uh re- rejoice rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice All right, everyone. Well, why don't you go rejoice, and uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.